0: Welcome to Testimony, a musician's story. Heard at TestimonyStories.com and narrated by myself, Brown Thierry, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started.
1: Stakes a high, but I keep pressing on They've been after me, trying to take my life I'm only
0: alive, cause 30 and 5 miles Jaya was born Joy Brinker on March 30th, 1980, in Miami, Florida. She's the second youngest out of six kids.
1: I keep pushing it, make it through. I know it's the way that gets me, but I'ma keep trusting you. And though my flesh cries, murder, I'ma let it die.
0: Because
1: this here's the fight of my life, standing on 135,
0: my hope. Growing up, her parents were evangelists, and they moved almost every year to places like Costa Rica, Trinidad and Spain. Although she is one of six kids, personality-wise, she definitely didn't just fade into the background.
2: I was a very, I would say pretty outspoken child, more than outspoken. I probably got in trouble more for talking back. But, you know, being in a in a family where there was you know, six of us in total, it was difficult for my parents to, uh, at a time, or let me say, not say difficult, it was challenging to deal with uh, a child like myself. I was very bright, and um, I was put in gifted from like second grade, just really quick, you know, really quick and witty and fast, and um, sometimes that came across rude or outspoken, and I, I can recall getting several real and mm, whoopings, I guess you could say, for just having very smart answers and quick answers. And it had nothing to do with me being rude. It just had everything to do with me just being fast, you know, so, and then creative at that.
1: I got a hell
0: of a story, Some people are accident prone. Joy was accidental death prone. She encountered several near-death experiences throughout life. The first was around seven, when she went from playing around at a pool party, which she had no permission to be at, to running into a nail that went a half inch into her skull. She still has a scar. And that wasn't the only
2: experience well in my 20s when I I was visiting uh, Hawaii on vacation and uh, we were again doing something we should not have been doing, driving ATVs in the mountains. And um, we hit a boulder. Well, I got, you know, I got the opportunity to drive and I was riding with a friend and um, I was on the back, but then I got a chance to drive. And once I started to drive, uh, I hit a boulder and we got knocked off the ATV. We're in the mountains where there's no longer gates, you know, so It was, we weren't supposed to go beyond that area. It was a gated, no trespassing area and we still went. And um, anyway, it knocked us off the ATV and then uh, nearly knocked me off the mountain. Matter of fact, the only reason why I didn't fall off the mountain, which is like Jesus himself, uh, the ATV pinned me down. So I was knocked unconscious for hours there and uh, yeah. (laughs) So we're talking like real life stuff there. (laughs) But watch the truth, gonna hit you weak, deserted, diverted into suicide. But it's the brave ones that make it through the storms. Let them decipher the matter, no matter the fight, if I'm fighting the force that lurking, that trying to keep me all disordered I will not let them take hold of me. But I am not fighting alone.
0: Brave heart, when you hear it, feel it through your lungs. Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at (laughs) testimonystories.com. TestimonyStoriesWithAnF.com where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com Testimony A Testimony where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones, or turn the stereo volume up, and listen. Now back to Jael's Testimony, A Musician's
1: Story. story. Mm. story.
0: Clearly, Joy loved doing things she had no business doing. But now it is quite clear there was one thing she was
2: destined to do. Music. Well, um, my dad was a musician, and so he played a few instruments. And so I was like that quick child, so I could pick up on anything. So he basically gave me my first instruments. I think he gave me um, keyboard at three, and, you know, he just kind of, you know, played stuff with me, and, you know, I copied, you know, I I play by ear, but uh, eventually later on in life, I did study music. But So he gave me my first instruments around the three, four years old area. Uh, And then with them having ministry and church and uh, evangelism, I would often travel with my parents. And my first real instrument, however, was drums. So I've been playing drums since I was seven. And that was because we needed a drummer at church. (laughs) And so when that happened and I could play piano and drums by that time, I ended up gifted at school. And my music teacher at school said, oh my God, this girl, can! she can play a lot of stuff. Like She should try out for our performing arts program. And so I, I did. In third grade, I I was accepted to a performing arts school here in Miami. And it kind of just blossomed from there because that teacher, he really did see uh talent in me that I didn't even know. I don't think my parents even knew at that time. And um, he gave me every instrument. When I tell you every instrument, I mean every instrument. And so he gave me mandolin, violin, marimba, steel drums. Anything, and I played it all, and he was just so such a uh, important part of my multi instrumentalist talent, <laughs> I guess you could say. I didn't start singing until I got about maybe about 15, and that's only because my brother got married, and he was like, "Hey, can you sing this song?" And I was petrified because playing instruments was cool. Uh, I liked that, but I didn't really have to, uh, you know, say anything in front of people. But I got over that real quick. <laughs> so I did. I got over that really quick. And and then I, had fu- I won my first radio contest at 16. And from there, I got into secular music with producers and all uh, different types of things and started working with some really awesome, reputable people who are doing amazing things right now.
0: Some of those awesome, reputable people
2: were Timberland
0: and P. Diddy. You may have heard of them. (laughs) But it is important to mention the fact that she was 16
2: when this happened. I did a very big um, showcase and had all these labels in and they were running me down just like, oh my God, we were going to sign her and talk about Motown, Def Jam before um, Jay-Z became the president and a few other record companies that were very interested in signing me at the the time. And... um, I was excited. It was amazing. I felt like I was on cloud nine. And then everything stopped. I mean, like, it was like on Saturday, they were like all up in my face, flying me to come for meetings, flying back down, giving me contracts. <laughs> I still remember my parents and I like praying over the contracts. I don't, I think I had like three contracts at the time, three or four contracts um, at that moment, but I had been offered up to seven different contracts. And um, then Sunday, no one was there. No one returned calls. Everybody just disappeared. I remember when my parents and I prayed over these contracts and prayed over these things. And, and uh, man, the power of prayer. <laughs> be careful what you pray for. <laughs> because sometimes it might not even be really what you want. You're trying to pray and be like, oh, yes, God, let this work. But God's will is like, hold up. If you're praying for my will, then I'm going to do it the way that I'm telling you it's going to work. So, <laughs> But I didn't understand those things at that time, nor did I have uh, people around me to explain that. You know, my parents did a good job. They would say, well, daughter, you know what, don't worry, you know, God's going to do it. But that didn't really, you know what I mean? It's like, it didn't really make me feel any better, let me say that. (laughs) Um, But God had other plans and he was really like, you know, this is really not the route that I had for you. This was cool. This was good for you for experience, understanding and I've seen some things in the music industry that I, I'm so glad he spared me from. Yeah, definitely uh, engaged in a lot of things that I surely should not have. Who's to say where I would have ended up mentally, you know, if I had continued the route I was going in.
1: This is the fight of my life, standing on 135, my hope. My hope. You see, I'm counting on you. I ain't counting on them. yeah I put my hope in you, Lord. I know you say what you do. I won't believe what I see, but I believe what you said. Yes, I put my hope in you, Lord. I know you say what you do. Yeah. The so, you
0: know you find Testimony. I'm I'm a a bitch 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 bitch. The Testimony where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. story. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com.
2: This is Jaya, and you are listening to Testimony, A Musician's Story. After record
0: labels stopped knocking on her door, Joy had her first run-in with depression. For so long, she found her identity in music. So with no one wanting to work with her, she walked away from it. Now, it was time for her to find her identity in Christ.
2: raised in in a household of uh, Christ-like living, I guess you could say, but um, I still had to make my own decision on if I wanted to serve God myself. I knew of him, but I didn't know him. And um, I had a series of opportunities to really get to know him. But at the same time, you know, you try to live your life and do what you want to do. Uh, So I ended up uh, getting myself into loads of trouble and all these near-death experiences. And then one day, God was just like, listen, you know, I really, really have a plan for you. I really have something awesome set aside for you. But if you keep pulling this way, I can only cover you this much. And I can only allow uh, or block certain things from you. So it's either you choose eternal life or you choose your own life. And you choose your own life, then, you know, you have to follow or receive the repercussions of your own choice, the free will that you have. And so... At that moment, I just was like, you know, man, God, this this is intense. You know, I was I, I woke up one day and I was married and I, I had a son and I I didn't know what to do with life. I was falling apart and I, I really wanted to end life. And so he offered eternal life to me if I would just adhere to what he was trying to show me and share with me. And I said, OK. And at that moment, it was like every, when I say everything changed, everything changed. Jael is the new creature in Christ where I chose his eternal life over my reckless life. When
1: know sun didn't rise today, looks like morning's gonna be late, but it'll get here when it gets here, when you believe, the birds don't feel like singing, don't think the stars will be in, but they all called out sick today.
0: committed herself to God when she was around 20 years old. Joy became Jael. God is eternal life. Yes, everything changed. And she had a lot of
2: growing to do, including in her marriage. I married my, uh, my quote-unquote high school sweetheart. <laughs> Which was already drama in itself, but man, we're such good friends now. Thank God for forgiveness and love and kindness and mercy through Christ. So, um, but we both laugh about it sometimes. Like, man, we were dumb. We were so silly and so selfish and so just really arrogant kids, you know. And um, yeah, I, I definitely had the the worst time ever, and it had nothing to do with him. You know, outside of him, not to blame him for anything. I had to take full responsibility for my own actions. But I just was in a place where I, you know, I like I said, I was getting to know who God was. So there were there was just really things things about myself that could never work in a marriage. <laughs> so let alone the things that were in him. That <laughs> could never work <laughs> in a marriage. And understanding that what covenant in that marriage was, you know? But we have a beautiful son from it and we are both grown tremendously from that time. But yeah. A godless marriage is a very tumultuous one.
0: Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com Testimony a- Download the podcast of Testimony, a Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com A, a-, a- Musician's Story You are listening to Jael's Testimony, a Musician Story. I've been running As fast as I
1: can through these barren lands I refuse to trust you Like Jonah, I did what I wanted I ran, I said, no Lord, my me, I won't go, but you still ask for all my everything. I have all I am, take me now, here I stand. Run away, I've made up my mind,
0: so I give my up. She still wasn't doing music at that time. In fact, she didn't do music for almost four years. Then somehow, her church found out that she could sing. They invited her to sing, and then they continued inviting her to sing. Finally, she decided to start making music again, but this time for God.
1: No, i tried it all, all. Put my faith in some things that I didn't believe. Try to pretend Like I couldn't feel, couldn't hear you call me I won't hide anymore Been running too long time to face the truth I need you like water So part of me making love things cause away. I ran. No, me? I won't go. But you still ask for all my everything. All I have, all I am. Take me now Here I stand. Finally, I may
0: put out her first EP, Message Behind the Music, and recently released her first album, The Decree.
2: Woven, who I love, you know, my mentor, she would she started working with us. She deals with a, um, there's a group of us that are are all prominent uh, women who do awesome things in ministry that she just kind of really works with us on character building when it comes to the things of Christ. And so by the time I had developed a little bit more in this, this group and Woven, I learned what it was to be intentional. So in November of last year, she was dealing with us and reminding us the Word of God. Her name is Eldoranda, by the way. Um, she was dealing with us on the power of decreeing a thing and the power of declarations. And we went through this intense process of just gravitating and, and ho- holding on tightly to the Word of God and reiterating the Word of God and and just decreeing it over our lives, over our things around us, over the situations. It was so very powerful. And I promise you, it took me almost a year just to kind of, to really absorb that idea. It became alive to me, what the power of declarations and decrees and understanding what the word said at Job 22 and 28, which says, you shall also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee and the light shall shine upon your ways. There's a a different version that says, and the favor of God's light will shine upon you. At that point, it was like, man, God, this is crazy. This is awesome. I just, I feel like I got to share this. And the moment that I declared that I would put this album out was the the beginning of the battle. (laughs) And so it was the most up until the album released. It just was a continual battle. And there was plenty of times to just let it go. But I felt like if I came to this understanding of what declarations did for me in my life, I feel like I need to share this. And why not through my platform of music? And so there the idea for the decree came forth and and it was like once I had came in agreement with that thought and just spoke it out of my life, I mean out of my mouth and said, okay, this is what I'm gonna do right now in my life with this assignment God. I'm gonna decree this through music. It was a battle, but it was like already done. And I just had to continue to see it through. My heart. Yeah. This heart,
1: it cries for you, and no other, my life, this life, not mine, Now yeah, I'm bought with a price, so oh, this life I owe you, cause there's nothing I could give, though I try to repay you,
2: what I want people to take away from the decree is A revelation, oh my God, I want people to experience what I experienced on whatever level personally it is for them. The declarations that I chose to say through this EP, like, you know, I decree um, that I'm a child of God. I decree that his love will never change. I decree that, you know, um, I will believe. These were things that I battled with. And I know as a believer, if I battle with these things, there are people across the world who go through these same things. And if they could gravitate or get a hold of these three or four, you know, five declarations and really decree it over their life, decree it over their situations. You know, the, the word decree itself means, you know, to give forth a command with with power, with authority. And that just dates back to what the word of God says that we have. He says we have the dominion. He says that he gave us the authority to say these things. Jesus even went as far as saying, hey, yeah, I did some really awesome things, but guess what? You're going to do greater. And I see that in my life because I say, man, you know what? God was, uh, Jesus was able to walk the earth for those three years in ministry. And, you know, he impacted people. True. But think about the day and age that we're in right now and how we have different platforms. We have the authority and the dominion to imp- impact <laughs> the entire world. That is greater than what Jesus did. That is his word fulfilled. And so I want people to gravitate to the fact that understanding the power in their words, the power of agreement, because even the word says that where two or three are gathered, here he's in the midst. Anything you ask is yes and amen. If I'm doing things first and foremost for the kingdom of God, everything else will be added to me. That's biblical. That's scriptural. I want people to walk away with the the power of understanding of their words and decrement, decreeing things so that it can be established in the
0: Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician's story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown, theory of the music lover, constantly seeking positive music.